Welcome back to Spinal Tap Minute. We're on episode 50 of the Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and Stonehenge wrong size the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of Five Minutes of Mime.com. And with us today is our special guest, illustrator to the comedy stars, Ben Walker Story. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) We're all here, excited that everything's working. We're in front of our mics in our various locations and glad to have you with us. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for, for joining us. For sure. Yeah, and so this is a little bit of excitement this minute, minute 50. Uh, we start with a, a janitor giving the band directions. Mm. We end with the band discussing their troubles over a meal. And in between, we see uh, the band must have made a wrong turn. So this is a continuation of uh, where we left off in minute 47, where the band is in Cleveland. They're trying to find their way to the stage. And uh, they're trying to get some help. They're trying to get direction. And it doesn't seem to be helping. Right. Yeah, this reminds me of when you get directions from somebody and you're like thinking, is this helping or just confusing me more? (laughs) Especially when they say something like a little jog, you know, a little jog to here or a little bit (laughs) slight right, you know, a little bit vague. And and sure enough, they end up right back where Uh, they started. (laughs) Yeah, this is funny. I just... uh, as we're recording this, we're just past Mother's Day weekend, and I was down visiting my mother, and she's just recently moved, and I was at her new home for the first time, and I was leaving her home, and she was giving me directions out of her little complex, and she literally said, all right, go out and make a right, and then make another right, and then make another right, and I, I'm, I, I had, I'm like, I'm just going to use the GPS. I'm, you know, because if I just, if I follow you, if I take three rights, I'm going to end up right back where I started from. And she's like, no, no, let me, let me give you the directions. I'll tell you how to get out of here. And she does just what this, what this gentleman gives to spinal, you know, spinal tap to the band. She just keeps, she didn't tell me to take a jog, but she just told me to keep making rights. And I'm like, I'm no, (laughs) you know, fortunately I have GPS, but the gentleman back in 1982 did not have that technology. So they just keep making rights. That's rad. My my mom is the same way. She she you know has to be helpful, and uh, whether it's actually helpful or not, and but she's really bad with details, you know. So and she lives up in the woods, so it's like you you know the first time I'm going going to her house up there, she was like, so you're gonna want to come into town and you're gonna see uh, some big trees. <laughs> they, <laughs> Make a right at the big trees. Now there's there's gonna be some other trees that are not as big before that. Don't turn at those trees. That's the cement mixer. Mixing plant. You'll end up in the cement mixing plant. Wait for the really big trees. Then turn. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah, my stepmom, she uh, I I she came down here to Oakland to visit and I was gonna so I was going to navigate while she drove us to some old family homes that she hadn't been to forever. And she'd printed out, not Google Maps. What's the old one? <laughs> the one I can't even remember. MapQuest. Uh, MapQuest. MapQuest. <laughs> MapQuest. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and it was amazing. I mean, because, I mean, she's a modern woman, but still, this is the way she was doing it. And I said, no, 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 that's okay. Let me just... <laughs> Yeah. Put this in my phone. There's a magical GPS in my phone that'll work fantastically and we'll get we'll get there. Jeez. So yeah, and these guys they're trying to keep the energy up, right? They're like mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, all right. You know, they David kind of like gets the taps the janitor on the shoulder, yeah. you know, thanks for the thanks. Very polite, yeah, takes the time polite, to, to thank and him. then and then they're back in action. Mm -hmm. Hello, Cleveland, and all that jazz. <laughs> so can I say that uh, I watched this to to refresh? I've seen this. I've seen this is Spinal Tap. You know, almost as much as I've seen Better Off Dead, but uh, not not going to surpass those numbers with anything. <laughs> but you know, I did get a refresh, and this moment I didn't realize we were doing this minute. Uh, I had to write a note down because this is like, this is my life, you know, this is, I just want to make art, you know, I want to get it out to people. Yeah. And I'm like, hello, Cleveland. <laughs> and I'm lost in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, um, you know, when we had Skinner on, he was saying, you know, that that was a great philosophy of life. If, if you're just shit's going crazy and mm -hmm. life's taking unexpected turns and you just think oh yeah okay this is my spinal tap moment you know fucking, this is fucking skinner <laughs> <laughs> is this a family show or no, no you guys uh, had you guys had skinner on you there's no way you got through this yeah yeah you know, no swearing. Uh, <laughs> we figured since our movie ha is rated r we can be rated r but. okay yeah that dude we, we go back because uh, we both came from sacramento area Wait a minute. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> oh, really? What, what are you all doing out here? Oh, my God. So I met Skinner from Sac in Sacramento, but because, I mean, I knew him from Auburn. Yeah. I mean, moving down from Auburn, I didn't know him in Auburn. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, tell tell me more. Who knows? You and I might know each other from Sacramento, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that whole toy room scene. Remember the toy room? Yes. Yeah, all those guys, Robert Bowen and the whole Sacramento, Alex Pardee. Yes. But, like, Skinner, I, for a long time, I was just like, you know, my life was uh, in, a, in a place where I didn't want to really be at home mm -hmm. often, you know? So I would get out to his garage and we'd paint and listen to his Eagles of Death Metal and whatever he had on and just paint in the summer heat of Sacramento. Oh my God, it's brutal. Yeah. Brutal, brutal. Yeah, I lived in this weird apartment downtown Sacramento when he and I were hanging out the most. And it was on, um, you know where the Lucky Cafe is on 21st Street? No. Across from... Time-tested books. Well, anyways, I used to have this apartment in that building, and I, it was the only apartment in the whole building, so it was all commercial. So it was a restaurant and, like, a gift store and all this other stuff. And because it was so kind of lonely and weird to be the only person in that apartment, he, he and several of my other buddies would come over and hang out. And sometimes I give him like singing lessons and stuff too. Oh, <laughs> We'd yeah. have a good time. But, You're responsible I mean, for that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he was always really fun and, and it was a great place to live because I could play, music as loud as I wanted to. And, you know, there were no, no neighbors to complain or anything. But. Right on. 
So, yeah. So this is your life, you said, as yeah. <laughs> as an artist. So what do you what does that mean to you? Yeah, me I mean, try to tell you. You've got uh, as an artist, as a creator, you feel like you've got things that you you know want to do and get out there, and yeah, often you can just feel like it's not you're not on stage, you're just circling a basement and uh, not getting it out there the way you want it to, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just a familiar feeling. And so I actually, I mean, we met each other through Instagram. (laughs) And uh, I noticed by, you know, nosily perusing your earlier posts that you and your wife have both maybe within the last year or so actually done like a little bit of comedy and stuff like that. Is that true? Yeah. So, you know, that's on the subject of of having direction, you know, like I was – when I moved out to San Francisco, I was just sort of getting whatever illustration gigs came along and uh, just bouncing from thing to thing. And something just like really clicked for me in like 2014 when I realized like that when I was in high school, it was like comedy and comics and art. It was all like, you know, 50 50 as far as my interests between mm-hmm. the comedy and the art. And like, I would have been happy to just like go off and, be on a Saturday Night Live or something, you know, hugging everybody at the end of credits, you know? <laughs> and when I came to that realization, I was like, oh, like, I just want to be involved in comedy. However, a 40-something, you know, 40, what, 42 by, by that point? Mm-hmm. It's kind of late to be, like, getting up there and, like, trying to get a handle on stand-up. But, you know, I was just like, I want to see what it's like. So I started doing open mics. I started hanging out drawing the other comics that were up there and just uh, doing little quick doodles of everybody. And then I started doing art for comedians and just like sending it to them. And uh, that's kind of what got me on track with it all. Like uh, I did some stuff for Bobcat Goldthwaite and his then wife and send it, sent it down to them and they loved it. And, uh, and then I was like, Oh, they're best friends with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. I want to do something for him, you know, and I was just doing all these pets, like pet portraits. I would just find people's pets on Instagram and then I would yeah. draw, I would paint them I know, love that. in a little like push car, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> like the Maria Bamford poster yeah. kind of so thing. I've, yeah. I've done a lot of those. And so uh, I did Detective Carla Whiskerson for Bobcat and his wife. And then uh, I knew that Robin had, um, pugs oh no he had one pug mm. uh, Maria has two pugs anyway I just painted his pug in a bug you know a, <laughs> a a bug. VW, in a VW bug and sent that down to uh, Bobcat's then wife and she got it to him and said that he had said thanks and it was awesome and uh, that was very very close to when Robin uh, left us. Like Mm -hmm. it was very soon after that he was gone and it was like, Oh man, it was such a bummer. But like, at least, you know, I felt like, I felt like there was some urgency to, I just was like not dragging my feet. I was just like, I got to get this artwork down to this guy and just say like, thanks for all the influence and the laughs over, you know, a lifetime. Uh, And I'm glad I got, you know, at least I I got it to him. Yeah. That's fantastic. And so then from that artwork already existing, I uh, used it for a poster for um, 
a Robin Williams tribute show that was going on at Cobb's Comedy Club. And it was benefiting um, dogs that needed to be adopted. Mm. So I was like, I already, already got this dog imagery. It's already related to Robin. So I just made up a quick poster around it. And I was like, let's donate this poster and all the proceeds to to the cause, to the animal rescue shelters in town here. And uh, the people at Cobb's were just like so you know, grateful for that. And it was just like extra cash for their cause. And they were like, oh, this is great. Let's do this more. And so that kind of got me got me off and running with everybody in town here doing comedy posters. That's such a great example of that do what you love and the work will come kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Like, sure, it's easy to say that, but how, what does that look like? I mean, I think that's a perfect example because you're very inspired by the comedians and then the idea of taking something that they love and that also shows your sense of humor, you know, beyond your talent as an illustrator, but your like sense of, of humor and fun. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm assuming in love of animals yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, infusing all that into this kind of thank you letter, you know, in the way that you know how to do it, like with right. your, with your art. And then, yeah, that that's so cool. And I, I love all the posters and stuff that I've seen so far that you've done. And I love going to um, SF Sketch Fest. So I've definitely mm-hmm. seen your stuff cool. before. It's one of my favorite things to do every year. It's around usually around my birthday. So it's like Me too. birthday present. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. February? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, mine's February 2nd, okay. uh, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, I'm 18th. Cool, cool. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, especially as an illustrator and somebody coming out of art school, you, you know, you learn the hard way, you know, don't do work for free, you know, don't let people take advantage of you. And, you know, they'll talk about exposure and get you to do these gigs that aren't helping you necessarily. They're just helping the other person make money. Mm -hmm. But there are examples of things that you, I mean, if you really want to get into something and it's sort of a sexy you know, industry that's got like a lot of competition, you, you're going to probably need to do something for free, but it's just a question of doing it your way and getting out there in a way that, you know, is going to work for you. But it, it does help to, you, you're going to have to probably start off doing some stuff for free and just making it look like you got paid a lot, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, I know there's that whole, you know, fuck you, pay me philosophy, which I do think is important to to watch who's getting the most out of this situation. But there's really a lot of win-win situations where you can do something and you're, you're, um, you know, gaining, especially like you said, like, who, who is this for? Why am I doing it? What's, what, what's my gut feeling behind this? What's my gut telling me about this opportunity? I get the same thing with coaching. Like I coach artists and I've coached artists, um, create multi-creative artists at all different levels of income. And some of them that don't have the same amount as other people, I still really love coaching them. And I'm not going to say no <laughs> to it when I want to coach them, you know, but there's all these people saying, don't do it for free or, you know, it'll diminish your value in the work, you know, in the marketplace and this and that and the other and... It can be confusing 
I from when you're getting that message from other people, I do think it, it goes back to like your gut and and where who you want to work with too. You know, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Well, let's move back into this minute, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I had the something weird. I don't know if if Sean, if you have anything specific research wise for this minute, but when we move out from under the stage and we go to this um establishing shot of seasons Mm -hmm. i've always thought oh that looks so familiar you know there must be seasons all over the place as i would say friendly eating yeah Um, it's blocked a little bit by the the lines but yeah seasons friendly eating and I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll look up, like, the history of seasons, or maybe I'll talk about, like, you know, the dreary goldenrod, you know, color scheme on the inside or something. And then I kept looking up seasons restaurant, seasons chain restaurant, you know, old coffee shops, you know, all my Googling would not bring up a single seasons. (laughs) There'd be the four seasons, there'd be, there's some new concept called seasons, something or other that wasn't seasons. And so I'm just curious, does anybody else, is this like a false memory of mine that there's a bunch of seasons in the world or has it been? No, it does like, sound, sounds familiar. I think my grandma liked to go there. It was like your greasy spoon kind of diner. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was able to find a little bit on on seasons so oh my uh, gosh okay yeah. so it, it originally was sambo's which okay. is maybe why you had some trouble finding that makes sense finding a, <laughs> and hence see. the name change yes yeah. yeah so it's actually it's a chain that was started in 1957 and it's a combination of the names of the two founders it was founded by uh sam battistone senior and Newell Bohent. So they took the Sam from Sam and the Bow from Bohent, and they got Sam Bows. But of course, yeah. uh, as, as you kind of alluded to, <laughs> there was a connection with um, w- with the story of Little Sambo, and yeah, right. they kind of they played to that a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever been in one, but just kind of in my research, uh, I found that with the the decor, they kind of played to that that connection with the fictional character Sambo. And while that may have flown in, you know, the fifties and sixties, by the time we get into the seventies and eighties, not so much. And so they started changing the names to, uh, to seasons friendly eating. And I'm not quite sure where they, you know, where that name came from, but yeah. So if you look up Sambo's restaurants, you'll probably find a lot more, um, and okay. I, and I, I did find this, this must be relatively recent because I found a a trademark registration for Seasons Friendly Eating, which was filed in November of 1982. Oh my so gosh. at this point in, you know, in the early 80s, they're still in the, the transition of renaming the restaurants from, from Sambo's to Seasons Friendly Eating. Mm. But uh, yeah, so this was... I don't know their, the extent. I don't remember these restaurants, so I'm not sure if it's just a uh, a West Coast ca- or California thing. 
But, There's, uh, yeah. unless any, well, 10 years ago when my husband and I went on our honeymoon road trip, we went to a Sambo's in Oregon, I think. So unless that Sambo's is gone, it's still there. Now they've, you know, I mean, the illustrations and everything from the 50s, even though it was not a politically correct fable or story to share. It mm -hmm. was very charming, kind of um, Mary Blairish type, oh. very cute illustrations of the um, tiger and the, the boy and all that stuff. And when we went 10 years ago, there was at least still one. And I think it's the only one. And I don't know if it's still there or not. But I definitely went there a couple of different locations when I was a kid growing up in uh, Southern California. So there must have been one down there. But can I ask if we all agree about the explanation for the naming Sambos? Like, uh, do we all hate when people name stuff with the combination of your names? <laughs> like, wow, that's, that's like a move like when you're nine and you're like an entrepreneurial little nine-year-old in your frame. And you're like, we're going to form a, co a corporation. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm Glenn and you're Steve. And we're Gleave. <laughs> that's such a nine-year-old move. Well, maybe they were just they were they were going to get into um, kind of the celebrity press, and then later on they'd be naming celebrity couples like uh, oh, yeah. Bradgelina and stuff like that. That's the worst. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I agree that is a an annoying thing to do, and and an unfortunate combination. Yeah. Of yeah. Names. yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were you did your due diligence, Sean, because I swear I was like, this is weird. I cannot find this anywhere. Um, yeah, and then we just get a right here at the end, we get a little glimpse into what's gonna come out a bit more in the next couple of minutes, what's going to unfold here um, around the, the booth. Yeah, we just get a little bit. So David's still, uh, still harping on kind of the, the notion of a black album. Um, we get Ian kind of chimes in saying he's getting reports of, he's getting very substantial reports of airplay which is a good thing. And then we get, it gets cut off. So we can talk about it next minute, but uh, we get a little bit of a line from Janine so that we know that she is present at this, uh, this band meeting. Right. So she's now well ensconced in, in the band dynamic and she's inserted, inserted herself into these meetings. And mm -hmm. I suspect that may have effects. <laughs> <laughs> So this is when she starts to introduce the, uh, I don't know if we can talk about this or if I'm, we're jumping the gun for the next show, but when she starts to talk about the, uh, the Virgos and the Sagittarius and. Yes. Yes. Stuff. So really start it, it. She just, well, let's, yeah, let's hold on to that because you're going to be with us. So we get to experience it together. Oh, okay. form <laughs> thoughts now. Though. <laughs> So, yeah, anything else from anyone about this particular minute, or should we start wrapping things up? Can I tell you about the time that I totally did that move where you go in the circle and you just, you're lost and you just completely circle something? Have you ever oh, done that? Oh, yes, 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 please. please. Oh, my God. I had just started going out with my now wife, and we had only been going out for a few days. And uh, I was just like, you know, kind of just distracted thinking about how we were going to get together for Christmas later on and, you know, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, she's 
beautiful. She's amazing. Yeah. And uh, so I was pretty psyched about that. And so we were tech, we were texting a little bit and I was driving, but I was driving to my, you know, family's house first to visit them for Christmas, like a Christmas Eve kind of thing. And I'm driving through Sonoma from, I think like from the Sacramento area to visit my mom. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I used to live in Sonoma. So I was, you know, and this was before having your phone out for with the GPS uh, a little bit. So I was confident that I could just cut through Sonoma into Santa Rosa you know, and figure it out as I go along. Cause I used to live in the area and, but I'm kind of distracted with like with getting into texts and stuff and, uh, go through Sonoma and like 45 minutes later, I'm going down the same road in the same direction into Sonoma again. Oh no. And I was like, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> I was like, I think I texted my, my lady. I was like, I think, I went through a black hole or something, <laughs> and a time warp or something. And she goes, "Are you in space?" Where are you? <laughs> I just got completely tripped out by that. But so you ended up finding her eventually. I take it. Yeah, yeah. That is trippy. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. had a few of those in my life. Uh, that type of thing where you're just like, "Wait a minute," and oh, it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll maybe I'll tease that I'll I'll talk about that and uh, one of those times in the next minute because I have a story but I kind of have to collect my thoughts and memories about who I was with and what was going on but it was pretty crazy so yeah good 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 story uh, a good hello Cleveland <laughs> wrong turn at Albuquerque <laughs> story <laughs> yeah. and I just uh, to. Just before we, we close out this minute, I do want to yeah. say that there's uh, there's a deleted scene where they're talking about money. And I think all the money talk gets gets cut out of the, the final edit of the movie. But there's a deleted scene. Uh, they're talking about money. And Ian has to break it to the band that they didn't get the full pay for the show because they were so late. And I think it's it, that scene or maybe another deleted scene where they actually mention that they're 45 minutes late getting oh to the God. stage for oh this performance. But, but that does mean that eventually they did make it to the stage and they do play the concert, although 45 minutes late. But for our purposes, that counts as a gig played. So mm. just for the folks that are counting along or keeping score at, at home... Uh, we're now at five gigs that the band has played mm. and five that have been canceled. Mm. So right now where it's it's a dead heat. It's a tie between the, the concerts where they've actually made it to the stage and the ones that have been canceled. Just want in case anyone, you know, was was worried out there what happens to the band, they do eventually find their way. Do you guys think that there's any significance to it being in Cleveland? Cleveland, Cleveland is a funny is a funny town to yell out, you know. Yeah, yeah. If any funnier, and it would be obvious that it, that they were picking it up on purpose to be funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like just the right amount of funny. Yeah, you make that smile <laughs> sound when you say it, Cleveland. That's Hello, a funny yeah. word. <laughs> now is that so? Is this is this the origin of that? Because it what? seems like Hello when, Cleveland? of Hello Cleveland. Yeah, well, I, I know bands would when they <laughs> bands would say like you know when you when they go out on stage. I've been to concerts where some band says hello 
fill in the blank of the city uh, yeah. where where you're at. I, I'm not saying that they invented, oh. you know, saying hello, but the, you know, kind of the the trope or um, the cliche that whenever someone just says hello, when they're not doing it for real, like if you're in, a, in an actual band, you're doing an actual performance, you will say hello to the city you're performing in. But when someone's just joking around or telling a story or pretending to be a band and they just pick need to pick a random city, it seems like they always pick Cleveland. No, they got to have gotten it from the movie. So, it's, you know, are they doing yeah. that here because that's what people do or do people do it because they did it here? Because I, I, I was I don't remember anyway. Well, I don't remember much before the movie came out. I was, <laughs> Uh, but I don't remember anyone doing Hello Cleveland before the movie. But no, now it's, it's from the movie. Okay. <laughs> did you know that? Did you know that when people are at a con, when it, people are at a random concert and they yell out "Freebird," it's because there actually is a song called "Freebird." <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. But um, but yeah. <laughs> yes, I know that there's a real song. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying because there's there, but there wasn't a song called Freebird before Leonard Skinner did the song. So if someone says do Freebird, I know they're talking about the Leonard Skinner song. But there was a city called Cleveland uh-huh. before the that's movie. True. But okay, that's true, Sean. That's true. That's, I'm just because people do it, you know, out of context. I guess, yeah. I guess it's kind of like if people say, just kind of out of the blue, will say, may the for- force be with you. Even <laughs> if it's not a Star Wars context, you know it's from Star Wars. So yeah. I guess yeah. it makes sense. So if someone just is doing, if they say, hello, Cleveland, even if it's not in a Spinal Tap context, that this yes. is the origin of yes. that. Um, anyway, so yes, it's <laughs> it's Cleveland that may have something to do with it. It is a very fun uh, city name to say, although we do see that they have other issues in other cities, but I don't know if they say hello to those cities. Well, we don't get hello Chicago or you know hello Austin or hello Air Force Base. He was, you know, Derek was just in the moment. Yeah. It wasn't like their thing or anything. Yeah, yeah. it was a moment. Yeah. Well, speaking of moments, let's let this moment <laughs> rest. Uh, so we hope you've all enjoyed. Um, episode 50 of Spinal Tap Minute. Uh, I'd like to shout out a, a thank you to one of our uh, groupies lounge folks, David Finn. He gave me the idea to do a new intro. So that's why we heard the new, this is the new Stonehenge wrong size intro, which I thought was a great idea. So mm-hmm. thank you. And uh, yeah, you know where to find us, SpinalTapMinute.com. And uh, Ben, if, if folks want to see uh, see some of your work, some of the illustrations that we've been talking about or, or other stuff, where can they do that? Yeah, I would say just follow me on Instagram. Uh, my main Instagram account is just at Ben Walker Story, and that's with an S-T-O-R-E-Y. And uh, also I've got a new project that's just about monsters and uh, horror movies and stuff. And maybe we can talk about that later, but that's my new thing. And that's at cheap chills fan club. Check out both. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put links to those on, uh, on the website on spinaltapminute.com. So, yeah. So everyone, uh, yeah. Check those out and uh, check us out on Monday when we return. (laughs) 
So yeah, will you uh, will you come back and hang out with us for a couple more couple more minutes, Ben? I was hoping to just like crash on your couch. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Do you mind uh, hanging out with my rescue dog Pokey? We call her we call uh, her Artie Fluffkin. <laughs> I guess that's all right. It's not Pokey for any like specific reason, is it? <laughs> She's just a pokey little puppy, that's all. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she won't poke you if that's what you're yeah. wondering. <laughs> Yeah, stay all weekend. We'll uh we'll go brunching. Sweet. There you <laughs> we'll go. Fi- we'll see if we can find a seasons in we'll, Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find the seasons. We'll have a nice meal. We'll talk about uh we'll talk about stuff and then uh we can we can well we can talk about what we talk about on on Monday. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. But uh in, until next time, and so say all of us, tap into, into America. America. Ha, 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 ha.